0: Lord, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Well, it's around that time, right here on KJZ Radio, where I have one of my most favorite morning shows none other than Christian Networking Entrepreneurs with my friend and yours. Pastor Teresa McCurry. How you doing, Pastor? I'm
1: doing great, Apostle James. Praise the Lord. And it's so funny because I'm laughing because I was listening to one of his other shows. He's like one of my favorites. So we all your favorite show. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So welcome to Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Pastor T. And Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, we showcase small business emerging entrepreneurs and community leaders. And our motto is if you don't network, you don't work. So with everything going on today it's wonderful that we do have this platform that we can bring to you via radio, via Facebook Live, via YouTube, and all of our networking face-to-face face-to-face events are postponed at this time. So we're looking forward to coming back together and doing our networking events in June, September, and December. But we'll just play it by ear. Okay. So thank you guys for tuning in. I have a wonderful, exciting, very knowledgeable guest today. My guest today is Kim Jordan and Kim Jordan owns a business called Emotional Care. Welcome to the show, Kim.
0: Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) I appreciate you coming out. Thank you. Yeah. So a little bit about you. So the way the show works is we talk to the guests that will be you today our show sponsor so emotional care is sponsoring the show today and we find out a little bit about you we want to know about your background um your ministry and then we kind of move into the business so tell us a little bit about you who is kim jordan
0: okay um a little bit about me i um am a a veteran i was in the army for 20 years um, I retired in about 2005, said I would not come back to Cleveland, Ohio, but here I am. <laughs> the Lord always, you know, knows our plans and leads us. So coming back here, you know, I am um, at an early age, wanted to get into counseling, um, actually during my um, military career. I kind of felt the psychology piece, and I had a professor tell me, you know, you can't do anything but drive a taxi cab if you're just going to stop at your bachelor's level in psychology. So I went on with my master's degree. I stayed with it because I loved the classes. Stayed with it um, in the military. I had a lot of comrades coming back broken, if you will, or you know, just full of a lot of stuff from being in the war and didn't know how to help them and always wanted to help. I remember doing suicide watches and, you know, why do you keep doing this? And, you know, I remember one sergeant had told me, you know, um, a lot of times there are things that are going on in my head that I cannot stop. Things from the war and drinking helped ease that okay. you know so we all, I always wanted to what well, can I go with you to an AA meeting but that that wasn't enough for him Okay. so I always wanted to do something to help and then I wanted to be able to counsel through the scriptures as well and reach out to the community so God was moving all of this in my mind and I'm taking classes not knowing Um, where it would go and what God would do with it.
1: So what was your first master's degree
0: in? Um, My first master's degree was in human services counseling. Okay. And that was while I was in the military, moving from base to base, taking classes at a lot of different uh, colleges and different things like that. That That was my first master's. Okay, and then your second? And the second was mental health clinical counseling from Ashland Theological Seminary here in Cleveland. So once I retired, I went back to school um, to I was more settled and I was able to sit down and do internships and different things like that through Ashland Theological Seminary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started that didn't still didn't know what God was going to do with it and I was at a, a more counseling mediation uh, counseling services for my internship and um, it was about substance substance abuse and different things like that and um, I put in resume at the VA. You know, because I still wanted to work with veterans, because I'm a veteran. And the VA accepted me, and I moved into that. But in the midst of that, before I got a job at the VA, I um, started Emotional Care. All right. And started Emotional Care LLC. God just gave me that name. I had some great long name. And I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know if this is going to work. Emotional care popped up. I was in the midst of doing the paperwork and just, I don't know why, but... I understand it now because that's what I do. Take care, help people to take care of their emotional value more than anything else. So working with the VA, I've been there counseling veterans who have post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression. I work with couples, um, do marital counseling. We do groups. um, Some teenagers, you know, working with the kids. So, And I do that both in emotional care and also with um, the VA. Okay. So I love what I do. I've been doing it since about 2012. It's an exciting journey. I reach out with emotional care to pastors in the community. Um, A lot of times we have people um, in the believers, you know, in the body of Christ who have been through a lot of things in their childhood or growing up, a lot of traumatic uh, events, and, um, you know, you go to church, you are saved, your spirit is renewed, but sometimes that soul is still stuck in the past. Right? You know, we haven't recovered from some of the, you know, atrocities of life and, you know, different things. So I do a lot of trauma work, um, but it doesn't have to be trauma. It doesn't have to be all sexual abuse, um... Um, Sometimes it can be, you know, a lot of neglect, um, a lot of just different things that we have not just allowed Jesus to come into those dark places and delivered us from that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need somebody to walk us through that, to go back with us and help pull us out of that place, get us out of those dark corners, and we become more empowered to do the work that God has called us to do.
1: That's awesome and amazing, and I love it. I love it, Kim. So I've been doing yeah. Kim for over 40 years. So Kim is a mother and she's recently a grandmother. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: A seven-month-old. I love her to, to death. Amaya. Oh, she's my heart. She
1: is so precious. She's so precious. So when you say Cleveland, I'm thinking back, I don't ever remember you living here in Cleveland.
0: Okay, so I was born here in Cleveland. Okay, you know. I never knew that. Yes, okay. yeah. I was born in Cleveland, but my parents died when I was very young mm-hmm. and my grandmother, my maternal grandmother mother took me and my three brothers to Beckley, West Virginia. So
1: I remember you
0: from West Virginia. I remember you visiting from West Virginia. Oh yeah. Yes, and I grew up in West Virginia and um would come back to Cleveland because I have family here. Mm-hmm. A lot of cousins, a lot of cousins. My mother's sisters are here. Mm-hmm. So we would always come here for the holidays. Right. You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas yeah. and, and some of the summers and different things like that. And we would cry when we left each other. You know, we were, we were so close. So grew up in West Virginia, went into the military from West Virginia. And when it came time to retire, I was on my way to Georgia with some of my girlfriends.
1: Right. <laughs> and somehow you got deterred. Yeah. Yes. To Cleveland.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think one of the factors my my daughter didn't know um, my family. Okay. You know, so it was supposed to be a short, you know, three to five tour <laughs> <laughs> here in Cleveland, and we ended up staying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So I love the fact that you took your life experiences and turned it into a business.
0: Yes. Yes. So let's
1: talk about, you know, where how emotional care started and first it was a passion and then that passion turned into a business.
0: Yes. I um So I've been walking with the Lord and growing each step of the way. You know, my grandmother early would send us to church. You know, sometimes she would go, but she would send us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And I just had a love for the Lord at an early age. And um, so I always wanted to counsel from the scriptures. You know, I know God is the answer for everything. Yes, I truly is. believe yes, that. But sometimes um, we hear the word of God and we understand the Old Testament and some of the New Testament. But we don't know how to um, the practical piece or even how to come out of some of those dark places. So I I went to a seminary at Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia when I was stationed in that area, okay, you know, and even there, it was more about um, CCEF, it's a Christian um, education foundation, and I was going there for biblical counseling, biblical studies, how do we counsel people from the scriptures, how do we find what we see in people, these behaviors, these thought patterns, how do we see that in the scriptures, and then what tools are available to help people to overcome these things, so I started at Westminster Theological Seminary, just... Um, knowledge. God just connected me with other believers with the same passion. And from there, you know, ending up at um, uh, Ashland Theological Seminary. So um, it was just a journey from different seminaries, just looking for different answers. And what I found, many people in my profession who are believers, they do counsel from the scriptures, you know, so they call themselves um Christian counselors. Right, right. Um but I call myself a couns a Christian who counsels. Amen. You know, because Amen. Christ is my foundation. Um I believe everything the scripture says I love the spirit of God. I try to walk by, you know, what God has taught us to walk by. But sometimes we need those tools for the mind. You know what I mean? That is not scripture related. Okay. You know, so you, we talk about having that foundation in Christ, but it's just kind of like I always tell people, if you have diabetes, you're going to ask the church to pray for you and you're going to have people praying, but you're going to go to that doctor Amen. who specializes Amen. in yes. how to help you recover from diabetes, a uh, high blood pressure and different things like that. So when God trains us as um, clinical counselors, it's the same, you know, same type of thing. You know, he teaches us how to Deal with the mind. How do you help a person get delivered from the mind? How does the mind work? The psyche work, and how do I get delivered from that? And and to be honest, a lot of scripture does come back to mind when we're doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it is that thinking. You know, changing the way that we think, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do.
1: Renewing our mind.
0: Absolutely, and that's where the
1: battlefield takes place in our mind.
0: Absolutely. So when
1: we understand that that's where the battlefield takes place, and then, then that's where we need to go to battle. Yes, is in our mind. Mind, right? Absolutely, And I love something that you said that you're a Christian who counselor, yes. who counsels opposed to a Christian counsel. So I love when people have a twist on the way that they look at things because it's different. Because I always tell people before um, I was preaching, they would say, well, you're a motivational speaker. I am say, no, no, no. I'm an <laughs> inspirational speaker. It's a difference. Yes. And then people would always say, well, okay, well, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. I said, a motivational speaker, if I'm motivating you, I'm motivating you to do something that I want you to do. Okay. Right? If I'm an inspirational speaker, I'm I'm inspiring you yes. to do something that's in you. Yes. So that makes a difference. Yes. So give me the difference between a Christian who counsels and a Christian
0: counselor. Okay. So for me, uh-huh. and I'm not saying everybody agrees, every okay. counselor agrees. It's your, it's your world. But a lot of times from what I've heard from clients uh-huh. is that when they go to the Christian counselor, they give them what the pastors give them. Okay. They give them scripture to go by. They pray for them. And it's all strictly from... The, the Bible okay, and sometimes they'll come and say Kim I know that I know everything they told me to do I tell mm-hmm. other people to do that but they don't feel healing or deliverance from that just scripture basically and you know okay, and, and I feel that they do get that from the pastors you know so wherever I am I trust that the pastors that they're up under are giving them the word of God right. so we do talk about scripture if that's what they would like to do but we get into the meat of okay why are you here I'm Mm -hmm. depressed. Okay. You know, I have faith. You know, I believe I read my scripture, but I'm still depressed. Right. You know, so then we look at the clinical piece and look at the mind and what clinical depression might look like and use some of those tools. So I encourage them to continue in the word, continue their fellowship, continue reading the scripture and praying. But I want you to do some of these things as well.
1: Amen. 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 I love it. I mean, you've been who my husband and I have referred people to. Over the last ten years. Yes. And we always tell people, my husband and I, we have a joke like, oh, this above our pay grade. Yes. We need to call Kim. Yes. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And I think that everybody needs to have a relationship with somebody that when you dealing with somebody, you say, okay, this is above our, our what we can do spiritually. Mm-hmm. So then you have to work with the natural because we're triune beings, right? We have a flesh, we have a soul, yes. and we have a spirit. Yes. So that soulish, that's where the meat of everything yes. is being. So you're soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, and your intellect. So when we thinking about um referring somebody to you, we thinking about okay, we're gonna help your spirit man. Yes. But if your soul man is governed by your flesh, then it's only so much we can do. Absolutely. If your soul man is governed by your spirit, we can help you just a little more. But to help that soul get to that spirit, we're gonna send you to Kim.
0: Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I find is that the um, the psyche, the mm-hmm. intellect, and the um, emotions are out of balance. Okay. And that's what we do, or that's what I do as a counselor, is help people to balance that out. Like we talked about... Um, yesterday we talked a little bit about um, forgiveness wow. and a lot of times people will forgive and they know the scripture says that we are called to forgive and they forgive in their mind but they still have the pain the and they don't know how to get rid of that pain and a lot of times that's what we do in therapy we help um, balance that intellect and that emotional value so that people not only know that they forgiven, but they feel free from it they're yeah. not bound by the hurt yeah. and the pain anymore yeah. so I, I love that every time I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. If I was younger, I'd do cartwheels. <laughs> 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 I know that's right. Because it's exciting to witness. Um, we don't have to sit on couch, couches for years anymore, but a lot of times to witness people being delivered right there mm-hmm. and becoming free from a lot of things from the past that has had them bound for so many years. Yeah, and yeah. That just
1: that deliverance, you know, so to me, like we have a deliverance ministry, you're right. So people come up, um, I feel their pain. Yes. When they come up and I'm praying for them, I feel the hurt, I feel the yes. fear, I feel the anxiety. And then I physically myself start to cry yes. and then, you know, God will give me a word and they'll say, okay, um, it's not your fault. And it could just be something, I yes. don't know the situation. I don't know what it is that you're going through, but I'm feeling your emotions, yes. right? And then I give you that word. It's not your fault. And then once I say, it's not your fault, then somebody will just start crying and then they'll say, Oh yeah, because someone so molested me or someone so touched yes. me and, yes. and then it's like, after that, I'm like, okay, so we just can't leave them there. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And then that's where, you know, me and my husband was like, okay, we need somebody that. We can send them to. We, as the body of Christ, we're the hospital. And as people are coming that are hurt, that are broken, that need guidance, sometimes it's not just the laying on of hands sometimes yes. it's not just a prayer yes. sometimes it's not just the anointing sometimes they need a little more to work through that process and I love the analogy that you gave about somebody with diabetes because we can yes. relate to that right? Yes, yes. You know if your body is broken you go to the doctor. Yes. If your mind is broken you need to go to see a psychologist, a therapist yes. or you know you, a pastors we counsel to a certain yes. degree Yes. but at the same time sometimes we got to know where this is where we stop and we need to send to somebody because we're trained in the word of God
0: yes Yes, absolutely, and I love how you said that because a lot of times people believe that pastors do it all, mm-hmm, do everything, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and and pastors and leaders are changed in that spiritual piece. They are changed, I mean, tra- Train. tra- trained, mm-hmm. you know, to um, help develop the spirit man, but when that soul is still left in bondage, you know, you want mm-hmm. them to be able to walk together, right. and that, that makes you more powerful to do whatever you're called to do when yeah. everything is in agreement, in alignment, you know, working together. Yeah,
1: that's that's good. That's good. So I love what you're doing with emotional care. So now let's talk about some of the workshops and seminars that you offer. So for me personally, I know, but I want you to give it out to our audience. <laughs> so I know that, you know, you've come into our ministry and you've done leadership training for our leaders on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of times we trust Kim so much at New Beginnings <laughs> Ministries. When my husband and I are traveling, um, um, we say we're going to leave everything to Kim, you know, and then we come back and our leaders tell us about all the things that they've learned, yes. and how it was just so impactful for them. And then I'll be feeling some kind of way because I am like, I wanted to be in the training, <laughs> but we had to go somewhere else on an assignment. So let's talk about some of the what do you have to offer. Most of my audience is a Christian audience. OK, so we want to find out what do you have to offer to via businesses, ministries, mm-hmm. emerging entrepreneurs. So let's go into some of the services that emotional care offers.
0: OK, Ooh, that was a mouthful. I know, I
1: know, I know. Just take it back, back it up. Let's start with the church. What
0: you offer okay. the church? So for the church, a lot of times I do reach out to pastors. Um, and now I'm, I'm ministering or connecting with about four or five pastors in Cleveland and offer, like you said, some leadership training. We do effective communication um, or whatever the needs of the church are, some griefing, and um, loss counseling, um, you know, talking to some couples who may be struggling, just a lot of different things. But first I would go to the pastors and ask, what is the need of the church? Um, do you need me to see more individual people? Do you need me to do some groups? Um, and and uh, grief and loss is huge. You know, um, a lot of congregations need that. So sometimes I'll go there and the pastor may have some of their leaders in the class just to train them up, just to kind of watch what they're doing. So sometimes I can train leaders in different things, you know, like that just to be able to offer to other people in the congregation. Um I am moving towards, like, like I did with you all, the internal family system. Sometimes, like I would tell them, we can talk about effective communication, and I can give you the tools to effectively communicate, but if you have not processed through some of that past hurt and pain, sometimes those tools go right out the window in a heated moment. So sometimes I move towards something like um, internal family systems that I've been doing with groups which will help people to deal more with what's going on within them. You know process through some of that childhood pain or with my veterans sometimes it's not childhood but it's what I experienced on the battlefield you know I can't get some of those faces out of out of my mind or I'm angry all the time so I can teach you how to effectively communicate but if you angry and you get triggered you know constantly then the communication skills are not going to work as effectively so I move more into EMDR, eye movement, desensitization reprocessing, internal family systems you know we have some of the old school CBT stuff and different things like that. But there are so many other avenues um, to help people to heal. So pastors and leaders might ask for some things, you know, to help with the external, you know, how do I communicate with the people outside, you know, but, for me, if that internal ain't right, we have a lot of people in leadership positions, you know, who are not healed and hurting people hurt people, you know. So if they have not dealt with that internal peace, got that um, that value, that emotional value straightened out a little bit or come to terms with their past and not able to lead the past in the past, then they're going to minister out of their pain you know Mm -hmm. and not be able to effectively hear God and allow that true self to come forward and minister and work with people the way God would have them do
1: I love it I love it So I know for us, you know, when we first got together and you were doing workshops and seminars for New Beginnings Ministries, um, we asked you what was in your repertoire and Mm -hmm. then we kind of picked things that, that you already offered, like, um, workshops that you already had Mm for plan. And then as time went on, you was like, okay, I want to come and do something different. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we were doing like some experimental stuff with our leaders. So I know that one of the, um, workshops that you did for us that I was able to attend was Effective group training. It was teamwork. It was okay. some kind of teamwork. When yes. we had the little eggs and yes. walking around and stuff. So, and then she's very creative with it, right? So it's like the two hours that she comes and spend goes so fast. Yes. And then the activities that she have us doing, it seems really fun and silly at the time, but then when we come back together and we break mm-hmm. and you broke down the nuances of what we had mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. it was just really fun. So just a little example, we did a teamwork exercise at our ministry and she had us blindfolded and we had this little egg was the egg like a baby or a person and we was trying to get it from one place to the other yep. cuz it's been some Fragile time piece. ago yes. okay right so and then we had the egg on the spoon and then I'm blindfolded and somebody else next to me is giving me directions so then she had all this stuff in the area and you had to get from one place to the other but while you're getting there you're looking at the area and you're like okay I got this mapped out I know it's a chair right there I know it's a desk right <laughs> there I know it's a person standing right there okay we got this and then while you're walking they moving stuff around so then you don't know which way you're going and then the person in the ear can only say "Start step to the left take one step to the right you know and it's like you had to listen for that person and then once you got to the end and then it was other things that we could have done that we didn't know because you gave us the instructions yes. so talk a little bit about teamwork and give um, people some nuggets of what that workshop looks like
0: Yeah. and and like you said you, get, you have somebody else navigate and we need that we can't do it all you know I got this fragile person, this, 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 thing that God has given me to do, and I'm ready to shoot forward and do what I need to do because God has called me to do it. But we're a team, you know, body, the Lord put, um, gifts, different gifts and talents in the church to work together. So as a whole, you know, we can move out and do the things God has called us to do. So you having somebody in your ear while you blindfolded, yeah, you got this fragile egg, this body, you know, that God may have pulled from dark places and you know, you can minister, but God said, I sent this other person to help you. So now you blindfolded holding this fragile person and they're telling you, this is how we're going to get to this place and this place. And at this place, you know, you had to, they had to tell you how to put the egg down back in the cart and do it without breaking the egg, you know? So just like the Holy Spirit is guiding yes. us, sometimes he have people in the flesh giving us some direction yes. as team members that, you know, I give you a little bit, I give this person a little bit and you guys work together to make this work for this person. Yes. And then when they become whole in Christ, then they will become part of that team in a healthy way. Yes. You know, but God just brings it all together. So teamwork is so important. It
1: is, it is. And that teamwork, it really helped our ministry um, just to go through that exercise like the other person is in your ear that's helping you navigate why you have this fragile person in your hands is the represented like the Holy Spirit speaking mm-hmm. to you. But you're in a room with all these other people. Yes. who have all these other fragile people in their hands so then you're listening to all these yes. different voices yes. right? and then while you're listening to all these different voices you gotta recognize whose voice is guiding there you go. There at you that go. time so that workshop I mean it really has been over five years yes. since we did that yes. but just it just all came flooded back to me um, right now so the teamwork exercise was amazing yes. and I missed the um, effective communication workshop yes. that you yes. did for us so give us a little few pointers about the Effective communication. I just want the viewing audience to kind of know what kind of services you offer okay. so when they reach out to you. So let's pause, pause, give us um commercial break. So, Kim, give us your contact information so the viewing audience can know how to contact you.
0: Okay, my um, number is 216 246 9437. And my email address is emotionalcarellc at yahoo.com. So I can be reached at either one of those places.
1: Awesome. And you want to reach out to her. So I know that personally I can endorse Kim because she's done some wonderful things at our ministry. And our leadership has grown immensely. And even the people that we send to her for counseling is totally confidential. But we've seen the growth in them as well. So back to um, our regularly scheduled show, (laughs) let's talk about the effective communication. So give us some points. What can they expect when they call you in for an effective communication workshop?
0: Okay, so some of the things that we do with effective communication. First, I think one of the most important things is to teach people how to become active listeners. So we all listen. I have this saying on my desk that say a lot of times we listen to respond. You know, But sometimes you have to really be able to hear that person. And feel what that person is saying and stay in that that vein with that person because more than anything, people want to be understood. And regardless of whether you agree with, with me or not, you understand me. You get what I'm saying. So if you don't know how to actively um listen, then it's hard to get to that point. And then we're just both talk, we start talking over each other and nobody's hearing each other. So we do a lot of active list, um, active listening um exercises within and that might consist of sometimes we'll just have two people talking and ask one person well what did you hear them say and they were so busy formulating stuff in their mind to come back and and, and say what they wanted to say they cannot tell you what was being said to them so it's very important to really just start there with basic active listening skills, yeah. so we do a lot of that for effective communication.
1: I love it because we, with my husband and I, I think we had went out of town. We was on assignment somewhere. We had to preach out of town, and you came and did the effective communication mm-hmm. workshop for our leaders. And then when we came back, just to see them interact with each other, so somebody would say something, and they would be talking, and then the other person would say, "So what I hear you saying yes. is <laughs> effective communication consists of blah yes. blah blah." And I'm like, "So then after I." I've seen it like so. I'm like, okay, so what's up with this? What I hear you saying is they're like, Oh, Pastor T, let me tell you what happened when Kim was here. We did this and it was that. And I was like, Oh, okay. So to see them put in action, yes, what they learned in the workshop was very refreshing, for awesome. Us. awesome, very refreshing. That's for us. awesome. And then the last thing I want to talk about as far as um, seminars and workshops that you offer is the IFS, okay? So that's the last one that she did for our ministry. So these three that I'm talking about that we're sharing, you You've actually done for New Beginnings Ministries, and I've seen the results of it. So first, tell the viewing audience, what does IFS stand for?
0: IFS stands for Internal Family Systems. Um, The founder is uh, Gerald Swartz, um, and it's an amazing therapy therapy you want me to talk a little bit about therapy mm-hmm.
1: whatever you feel that's going you know yeah, okay.
0: no so what is amazing and I, I I know if I start talking about it, I'm going to do some cartwheels again <laughs> I do cartwheels in my head because I'm too old to do it for real <laughs> but IFS internal family system it starts out with um, just knowing who you are and in doing this I found out that another people do not know who they are so we talk first about the true self and the true self is likened to when God Breathe that breath into Adam, and God breathed a powerful, empowering part of Himself into us. And a lot of times, that self gets lost on that journey in life in this earthly suit. Mm-hmm. So we talk about who the who the true self is. It's very the per, that person is very capable and very compassionate and and confident and courageous and empowering. And we have all these um, wonderful attributes that God has given. Us very full of faith and, and just good works and, and full of love. And then we have parts. So we have this true self that's never damaged. That true self is undamaged and can never be damaged. And sometimes that's hard for people to believe. Mm-hmm. Never damaged. Right. But we also are born with parts, and at birth, these parts are valuable resources and qualities. Okay. And and during that journey of life, some of these um parts become extreme and we call them protectors because they protected a vulnerable part in our lives. Something happened in my childhood, you know, um, or something happened later in my life that was um, damaging when I was vulnerable and parts became extreme. So now, you know, I'm not angry. I rage, you know, or I'm not sad. I get depressed. You know, that's extreme. Mm -hmm. You know, my anxiety, everybody gets anxiety, but it's paralyzing sometimes. And that's extreme. And the goal of IFS is to get the true self you know come to know your true self and get the true self to engage these extreme parts and encourage them to become less extreme so the true self can take over the internal system and work from there from what God created me to be a lot of people say I'm this and I'm that and I tell them no that's not who you are that's who you have become right you know and it's a difference Amen. Okay.
1: Amen. So I know that during the internal family systems, when you came and you did it for our leadership, mm-hmm. um, you asked for a volunteer. Yes. And I volunteered. Yes. So I volunteered and I went actually through like a coaching session, a counseling session with Kim right in front of our leaders. Yes. So um, the way that it worked, you know, we talked about what about you do you think is extreme? And so we wrote, she wrote some things down, mm-hmm. and we talked about some things that were extreme. And the one thing that we dealt with for me, right in front of all of our leaders, was the judgmental piece of me. I found myself being very judgmental when it came to dealing with people. Yes. And then we um, counseled through that part and we talked about um, why did I become judgmental mm-hmm. and it's like okay I, ca- I became judgmental because of the hurt mm-hmm. because I had been lied to because I had been cheated on because people were dishonest with me because people stole from me and I gave them a job because you know all these different things and it was ironic while we were sitting there and we was like you know going through the process and then you realize that's extreme mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So that's absolutely
0: extreme. yes and as we talk to these parts it's an understanding which always the scripture says and all that getting understanding understanding. so when that true self began to sit with that part and talk with that part you know who hurt you and then a lot of times that part opens up and you began to see all of these things from the past that had happened and you understand okay this is why this part is protecting me so a lot of times people want to tell the part go away you know I don't want depression I rebuke you in the name of Jesus all these things but but sometimes you have to come along and get understanding and you understand why this part of me is so extreme it's protecting me from things that happened in the past yeah. but once you tell that part hey I'm not in the past anymore I'm not that person anymore. I have experience, you know, I'm girded up in Christ. I'm, I'm a, in a different place. So I want to unburden you. You don't have to carry that burden of protecting me like that anymore. I got this. The true self has this. Me yeah. and Christ, we are zooming through life and we're handling our business. So you go ahead and rest. And a lot of times when the true self and that part get that understanding, then the part is able to rest. And, and the part, some some parts are resistant. They be mm-hmm. like, I don't believe you can do it. I've been here for a long time protected. I don't know about all this. But when we say we know, it's okay if you don't trust me right now because you yeah. have been protecting. But nice. they tend to move back and give you space. And when they do and you see that you can operate in your true self, the, the self that God created, then they do rest and you feel less judgmental. I don't have to have that defense up Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, I don't have to walk in depression anymore. I don't have to, you know, rage anymore, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's really about getting these parts of us, these extreme parts, to, to trust in that true self and then to relax a yeah. little bit. And it makes our whole internal space different.
1: It does. And then after we had went through that exercise, like when we were going through the session, I was seeing this person that stole from me when I had my hands. Yes. I was seeing even a person at church who was taking care of the finance that stole. And I was yes. somebody just came and bold faced lied to you. And then you just have to let it go. Yes. And it's like, you didn't even realize all that stuff was in there. Yes. You know, you're navigating, you're doing the things that you, you that you just currently do. But then it's like, you had this judgmental piece yes. sticking up. And after that session, I do try to give people a clean slate. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because the, awesome. in the office that you walk in as a, a pastor, as a, a prophet, you do need to look at people and give them a clean slate yes. and not let this baggage be a part of my judging you. Yes. So I know that it, it totally worked for me, and I'm excited about all the things that you are doing in the body of Christ Thank and you. how you're going to help them. Yes, how you're gonna
0: absolutely. Help
1: them. Yeah, so we're halfway through the show right now so what do you want to share with the viewing audience what do you want to share I have my things down and the things that you do for the church you also do for businesses and you also do for individuals Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. is there anything you want to share that you offer as it relates to the church the individuals and the business
0: um you know a lot of times I think a lot of churches are starting to get on board with okay God has um you know trained up and other people you know with these gifts and a lot of churches are starting to see that and and accepting more of clinical counselors coming into the church so I like to say you know to the pastors and to the church leaders um that it's okay we're not trying to come in and take over the church we're not trying to do any of that we're just trying to help people to heal and want to be part of your system part of your um your leadership you know just to start with leadership you know, in this, on this journey, I have counseled with a lot of leaders who, you know, we present very well in church. Some of us speak well, we pray well, we, you know, speak in tongue, we do a lot of these things. But sometimes on the inside, we are tore up from the floor up. You know, and sometimes just coming to a clinical counselor, having somebody to talk to in confidence, you know, and being able to empty our souls, you know, is very important, you know, very important. So if the leadership is healed and whole, then the information that you give out and the ministry that you give out is healthy yeah. and you're you're um, creating a health throughout the church where yes. people will go out into their, not only their homes and be healthier, but also into their workplace. And the marketplace and different things like that so even starting with the church you know to allow us to come in and and do the work God has called us to do starting with the body of Christ um so I love that and other um Ministries, I mm-hmm. guess other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and you know, um, people who are, uh, we're networking with one another, sometimes just coming together. We call them externals where a lot of us come together and just talk about things that we need and how do we move forward in our business and how do we reach other people, you know, um, um, and sometimes having people to shadow you, yeah. you know, to sit up under you and say, hey, even if it's in the church and they're not licensed, you know, you can train them up to do some of the work that God has called them to do, not just from a desire to do it, but just from a professional uh, background where somebody is leading you, you know, in the different things that we've learned to do on a professional professional level. That's
1: good. So when you made the statement, heard, when you made the statement, Hurting people hurt people. Mm-hmm. You hear that often. Mm-hmm. And that's more so in the church. Yes, And to me, the statement that they make in the corporate world is toxic environments. Yes. So it's the whole hurting people hurt people and the toxic environments. Let's talk about that for a minute.
0: Okay. You want to talk about the toxic environments? It it is all the same. It is. If I'm hurting I might have. We have people who are very skilled, very knowledgeable um, and people glean from that. But a lot of times we've had people who will shut a room down. They walk into a room and everything get quiet. you know. And a lot of times it's that energy that they're carrying and it can be negative energy. And on the other side you can have a person that's excited about life and excited and they walk in and everybody light up so sometimes we can change the energy in a room just by the way we present ourselves Mm -hmm. so if I'm a toxic person if I have a lot of things that I have not Uh, process through in my past hurt and pain, then that's what's going to come out. And people may not know my story. I can't come up even to hug somebody. And if they, you know, Mm -hmm. shrug up like they Mm -hmm. don't want to be touched, I know something is going on there, you know, and it's an energy there that they probably need to go see somebody and okay, let me go deal with my past, you know. So a lot of times it is very toxic. And unfortunately, you know we can't do a lot about it well we can in the workforce mm-hmm. you can be everything God created you to be and you can bring your the joy of Jesus yes. into that space yes. and you know remember what the scripture will come to you and you can share that with that toxic person mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know or toxic people and sometimes cause them to make change mm-hmm. I remember one of my co-workers that told me Kim this person is different since you've been here and it ain't that I had Bibles laying out everywhere or scriptures mm-hmm. everywhere it was just bringing the energy of Christ the love I didn't have to preach or quote scriptures it was just bringing that pleasant and positive energy of Christ so I get up in the morning I get geared up I put on my armor oh, in the morning. Oh yes. God. <laughs> yes. Okay. So when Dress I go for battle, yeah. Yes, because you that's where we're called to. So when yes. I go out, I want people to say, I want some of that energy you got. Yes. You know, yes. you're different. I had um one coworker who is not or was not a believer, and she said, You know, I know other believers, but you're different. It's mm-hmm. something different about you. Yeah. You know, so sometimes when you allow God to clean that stuff up out of you, other people feel that. Yeah. And they, just like they feel the negative energy, they can feel that positive yes. energy.
1: And at any time, any given time, we as Christians can make a course correction, right? So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how we had been operating. Mm-hmm. Today is a new day. Yes. The Bible says His mercies is new every single yes. day. So even though I responded this way last time so I can make a conscious decision, you know what, moving forward, I'm going to operate out of love. Moving forward, I'm going to operate out of compassion. Yes. Moving forward, I'm going to operate out of wisdom. Yes. And then knowing that as as Christians, operating, navigating through this thing called life, whether you're in your job, whether you're on your business, whether you're in your ministry, just being conscious and cognizant of what it is that we're doing, and the energy that we're giving off.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we call that mindfulness.
1: <laughs> hey, Alright, see, it all, it's all coincides, okay? Yes. It all coincides. Yes,
0: be mindful, because you can have somebody sitting before you saying some things that just disagree with your spirit, and you can Feel all that stuff inside. But you're going to be mindful in this moment. You're going to take a deep breath. Realize where you are. Remember who you are. And you're going to make a conscious decision before you open your mouth to say something godly, you Amen. know, because you may change that person's course because they may not be expecting that. They, they came are. in for a they fight they, they figured you go. ready to fight and you yep. come
1: in with some love, with some compassion. Some humility. With some, with, yeah. Yes, some so wisdom. Yep. With that mindfulness, when you said being mindful, my thought was as a man thinketh, so is he. So as we think, that goes back to that mind where we started. we yes. back to the beginning yes. again, right? So yes. the battlefield is in the mind. So when we can change our mind, we change everything yes. about us.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And mindfulness is really being in the moment mm-hmm. and recognizing. Sometimes I tell people when you're in church, you know, you can't be, okay, I got the, my greens on, my chicken. You know, be you over there in the kitchen thinking about what you're cooking or you're somewhere else where somebody done hurt you, and you bring your mind right back to that present moment so you can hear the word of God and receive it and it get down in your spirit. And that's all part of the therapeutic part is to um Notice that your mind is wandering, yes. and bring it back, yes. and continue to bring it back, and you're retraining your mind, retraining your mind to stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I love that mindfulness and we call it is renewing so your mind. Okay, Absolutely. so it
1: all coincides with each other. Right? Absolutely, and it so it's all scriptural. Yes, I love it. Yes. yes, as we renew our mind, because now faith is now, right yes. now, yes. not tomorrow, not next week, right now. Now faith is. So we have a now, God. So yes. whatever we need right now, that's what God can provide. Absolutely. for Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. If we're open to it. Absolutely. And you're right. And and we use a lot of mindfulness for people who have a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. or or scattered thoughts. Mm-hmm. Minds mm-hmm. are everywhere. Like you said, where am I now? now. right oh, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and you deal with the now. I can't worry about uh, my mortgage for next month, but I need to worry about what's going on today. Right. You know, and when it comes time for that, God will provide those needs. But today, this is what he's providing. Let me worry about what's going on in my presence in my family in my home today Yeah. So.
1: and Jehovah Jireh is our provider so even now with the uncertainty that we're living in and what's going on the chaos and confusion of the world just understanding that the word of God is true yes. so the word of God Tells us that He will take care of us. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Yes. And Jehovah Jireh, being our provider, He's going to provide no matter what. But mm. if you step into the fear, if you step into the anxiety, and you let that take over, then your mind will take you somewhere that you don't need to be.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And mm. I like the way that you say, you know, God is our provider, and when we know our true self, we yes. believe that. Yeah. And you can tell people, I don't know how it's coming or or from <laughs> what avenue, little... but I know it's comment so come on let's just finish what we're doing because God is going the true self believes that the self that God created knows that but sometimes these other parts get in the way and they speak too loud and we start like you said walking in the fear and walking Mm -hmm. in those other hearts that are not very helpful
1: yeah and just knowing mm-hmm. the blessed assurance that he's going to provide for us every step of the way mm-hmm. that god knows this didn't take god by surprise he's not saying oh my lord what's going on down there Absolutely. he already knew so he already has a plan of action and place and me and my husband we get up in the morning we preach back and forth to each other so this morning <laughs> he was preaching to me i was preaching here and i said my new hashtag is hashtag we are the salt Past yes. we are the salt so yes. in knowing that we are the salt we are the salt so the lo- world is looking to us to get their flavor right Absolutely. so we, as being the salt of the earth we need to know that we have to have a different dialect yes. we need to be having a different conversation we need to be talking differently yes. about what's going on because we believe differently Yes. this is not our home we're kingdom yes. kids so in being kingdom kids we have to be kingdom minded yes. and understanding and know that God got this Yes. he is in control of everything. So yeah, I do believe that the world that we have known is going to be some major shifting Mm -hmm. in the world that we have known. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a shifting in the way that we do business, the way that we operate, Mm -hmm. the way that we interact and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be destructive. You understand? Yes. So it's a different destruction and difficulty is different. Yes. So it's two different things. So it's not going to be destructive. We're not going to die from it. It's not the end of the world. Right. But it's going to be different and difficult because yeah, I'm not going to be able to graduate as a senior. Yes. I'm not going to be able to do certain things. Yes. So it's just a different mindset.
0: Yes. And I look at it as, okay, what is God doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, God, I'm not going to do things the way that I used to do it, but maybe you're trying to show me something new. Mm-hmm. So you turning everything upside down, shaking it up a little bit, but God will get the glory out of it. And he said, yeah, you've gotten into this way of doing things, this systematic way of doing things, but you missing touching this area over here or that area. So I'm going to shake some things up a little bit and we're gonna do some things differently. So to me, you can reach people at a broader level, a different level, or the whatever God is doing. I believe God is doing it. He's making a difference, and I have to fall in line with what God is doing. Yeah, you know. And and um something else that you were you were just saying um a lot of a, a lot of thoughts about the mind and different things like that. A lot of times, especially as believers, we know what the scripture says. And we will speak it, and we believe it, but sometimes it's hard for us to live it. To receive and we, it. To re- and it. I think we receive it, but sometimes our what comes out in our behaviors is something different, and it goes back to I haven't dealt with some things in my past. So it's like I can train for something, but if I've been doing things for 20 years one way, and I've trained for a year... And when the rubber hit the road, a lot of times I go back the way I used to do things. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. fighting like this in the mm-hmm, street, so mm-hmm. I go back to my street fighting ways instead of what I've learned in the church. So that's why the counseling works along with the pastors. Now your spirit has been renewed, but you're still a street fighter, you know. So let's 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 help you to um, get rid of some of that baggage from the past, heal from some of that stuff, so you can learn how to do kingdom fighting. Yeah,
1: kingdom and that's fighting. true because when you say that to me with the word, If you just hear the word, the word is just information, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then until you can process the word and it becomes true for you because I can speak myself and not really believe it in yes. my heart and in yes. my spirit so I can say it yes. but don't really believe it yes. so then we have the information but then when I believe it then it becomes revelation to me yes. so I have the revelation of the word yes. I believe it and I receive it so yes. when I talk about receive it, that's the revelation and then if I have the revelation of the word then I can be in expectation of the manifestation yes. I, what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I'm believing I'm going to see the manifestation Absolutely. Of it. because the devil can Quote the word, yes,
0: yes, yes. <laughs>
1: the enemy know the scripture,
0: yes. Okay, because when he came
1: to Jesus, he kept on saying, "It is written, yes. it is written." Yes. So for us to see the manifestation mm-hmm. of what God is saying in our life and saying in this time, we really have to believe it. Yes. Because believers are not believing, right? Right. So if we really believe what God said, then we will operate differently. Yes. So we can say that we can believe. It. Yes. We can speak it out of our mouth, but the. Question is do I really believe
0: mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. or am I like a parrot just giving lip mm-hmm. service and and to add to that I believe it but I don't know how to overcome this thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we have I was watching the video this morning where this guy was a uh, alcoholic on the streets and he preaching the word of god and he believing it and telling everyone but I don't know how to overcome this thing mm-hmm. this thing has a strong hold on me you know, and that's where the body, the different gifts, start working. You know, he believed this thing, and you know, he can. You can get a word from somebody. You know, who, who can't sit down and clean themselves up and, and and enjoy a good meal, but they can preach the word of God, and they, you, it, it appears that they believe it to the depths of their heart. But again, they have not been able to get rid of that that baggage you see the from the, the past
1: in their own life. correct or
0: right Mm -hmm. and and sometimes it's like okay now I'm clean I'm I'm not drinking anymore but then all this stuff from the past keep coming up and Mm -hmm. I want to drink again Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. how do I get my mind right to receive you know to receive to to be more powerful in the Lord Mm -hmm. you know to have that peace within so some of us are in the in the body but we don't have the peace that Jesus left here for us Ooh,
1: Jesus and when it comes to that peace God had gave me a Revelation just last night. It's like we all have a peace. That's the body of Christ, because it's the body of Christ, not the big eyes and little use. It's the body of Christ. So we have a piece, and when we bring our peace to the body, we can have the peace of God. Yes. The P-I-E. I'll spell it. P-I-E-C-E. The peace, yes. the little piece that we have. The P-E-A-S-C-E. The peace yes. of God. So when we all bring our pieces absolutely. together, absolutely, I like that. And then we can see the manifestation yes. of what, because you got a piece, he got a piece, she got a piece, and then when we all bring it together collectively, we can receive the peace of God. Yes. So so in us knowing that there's a frequency, right? So there's the heaven frequency, yes. there's the world frequency. And we as King's kids, we live in a heaven, fre- heavenly uh-huh. frequency, mm-hmm. but we've been operating below in the world's frequency, the way of doing. So we as a body of Christ has to rise up yes. and flow on the heavenly yes. frequency so we can all come on one accord and see the peace, the peace that passes all yes. understanding yes. manifesting here in the earth today.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I like that, too. Mm. I like that. Amen. yeah. Amen. But, I, I, again, I think, you know, that frequency is bringing the different gifts. Mm-hmm. There's so many gifts. Not everybody is called. I mean, you can only have so many ushers, so many <laughs> choir members, you know. And then it's like, well, what do I do? Yeah. But a lot of times people don't know the gifts that God has given them. Yeah, so many is, gifts in the mm-hmm. body to make the body operate, you know, mm-hmm. in a more prophetic, in a more... Um, absolute way that God has intended for us to. That's you know. true. And
1: then knowing that those gifts, the, the same example of the person that's an alcoholic that's mm-hmm. preaching the word, right? So well, from my understanding, the gift comes without repentance. Mm-hmm. So if God mm-hmm. has gifted you, you're still gifted. If God has gifted you to preach to the lost, the fact that you're drinking has nothing to do with the gift that God has placed inside of you. So the world might judge, okay, he an alcoholic, right. but he still has a gift because the gift comes without repentance and then when we have these gifts we have to understand that our integrity and our character can only take us so far so we have this gift but our integrity and our character is not lining up with the gift that we have but as the body of Christ we have to understand that God has given us teachers Pastors, evangelists, yes. prophets, and apostles, the fivefold ministry. Yes. So in knowing that the fivefold ministry, even if you have a gift and you don't know what to do with it, you don't know how to operate out of the integrity, the character that God has called yes. you to, then the fivefold ministry can be the midwife, hallelujah, there you and go. come up alongside of you and help you yes. get to where it is that you need yes. to be. So we as the midwives we can help them with that spiritual piece, but then you have the clinical piece, which is the emotional care that has to be dealt with.
0: Absolutely. You done said it all. <laughs> I ain't put my coat on and go.
1: <laughs> Glory! Hallelujah! Sometimes yeah. I get excited. Sometimes I get excited. So if you want to reach Kim, you can reach her at 216-246- yes. yes. And yes. then what about your email address?
0: Emotional Care LLC at Yahoo.com all one word.
1: Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So give our... um viewing audience some closing remarks and then we'll do the shows closing and invite them for salvation
0: so I I just want to encourage you know not only pastors because God has taken it broader for me you know you got to reach people outside the kingdom as well but just reaching out to pastors leaders or anyone who is in need of any type of counseling overcoming atrocities of life whether sexual trauma whether it's bullying oh my goodness a lot of bullying Mm, has caused mm. a lot of devastation with kids today you know so many things are out there people don't have anybody to talk to in confidence people are not trusting one another you know get on board I have a list of counselors it don't always have to be me I have a list of counselors we try to find somebody in your local area but God has gifted us to counsel to hold your pain and help you walk through and out of some of those hard places and we want to do what God has called us to do and we want to reach as many hearts as many souls as many minds as we can so people will grow so as salvation comes to the household to the individual we want to not only that that spirit is renewed but also that emotional value that 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 mind is renewed as well so I'm, I'm hoping that this as it reaches the masses that people come to a place where it's not taboo to come to counseling you know God put us here for a reason you know, so it's not taboo. It don't mean you're crazy or anything like that. We all got something. We're all at the bottom of the cross the same. So we all need help. And there's no shame in getting help. So I encourage all to come.
1: Amen. Amen. That's amazing. So thank you guys for tuning in to Christian Networking Entrepreneurs here on KAZ Radio TV. I'm your host, Pastor T. And if you want to contact me, you can give me a call at area code 216 216- Four six six three eight zero one, or you can shoot me an email to the church's email info at my dot That's info at my new b e g i n n i n g no s dot org. So with that being said, if you don't network, you don't work. And now with everything that's going on, all our in-person networkings have been put on hold. We plan to start back having in-person networking in June. So June, September and December, we'll be doing our in-person networking. So at this time, with everything that's going on and with the viewing audience and the masses that we're reaching at this time, we want to invite you to know this Jesus that we've been talking about. We want to invite you to have a relationship, a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and invite him into your heart. So Ken, would you do the pleasure of praying the prayer of salvation for anybody that is listening so they can come to know Jesus as their own?
0: Absolutely. So, Father God, we thank you today. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your knowledge. And we thank you for the information that you have brought to the people who are listening today, Father God. And we pray that you would cover everybody with the blood of Jesus, O God, that you would open open hearts and open minds to receive the word that has gone forth today, O God. And for those who do not know Christ, if you are among those who have not believed God for your salvation, for your life, we invite you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord of your life today as Lord just ask him to come into your heart recognize that you are a sinner oh God and that you're not connected with Christ and that you believe what the word of God says and invite Christ to come into your heart and change your world change your life oh God and to cleanse you so we stand in agreement with every heart oh God that is open that is tender now to receive your salvation to receive your word oh God to be delivered from things from their past Father God we know who you are we know you are faithful oh God yes, to do Lord. what you have said that you would do and we claim already the victory yes, for those Lord. hearts oh God that what is already done in the heavenlies that you will manifest here on earth God and we just we praise you and you we give you thanks for those Father God that hearts are open to you yes, right now Lord. give them the strength and give them the courage oh God to open their mouths and confess their yes, sins before Lord you in the name of Jesus oh God and let them feel the victory in the presence of your spirit even now oh God even though we know your spirit is here we just pray that those that are listening will be able to feel the presence of your spirit and the power of your spirit even in this hour even in this moment that you would do a work in every heart oh God in every mind oh God order their steps and ordain their paths God touch them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Have your way in their lives. Do a new thing, a fresh anointing oh God. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So if you want to receive Jesus in your heart, you just say, Lord i welcome welcoming you into my heart right now. Lord I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Lord I turn my heart to you right now. Lord I receive the love and the faith. In Jesus' precious name. So if you pray that if you prayed that prayer of salvation, if you received everything that Kim prayed for you today, we just ask you to reach out to a local church. If you need to, give us a call. Email us at info at my New beginnings, And we'll send you to a local church But we welcome you into the body My brother and my sister yes. In Jesus name Because at New Beginnings Ministries We introduce a real God To real people with real issues Be blessed